Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forgotten Fans with your uh, hosts, me, Jono, and Riri. Hi. Episode four. Episode four. Well, technically episode five, but episode four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Editing Riri. I'm, I'm just here to say that our quality this episode is not the best and it's not what we would like because we just had a bunch of issues with audio um like on both ends it's just recording audio and it's just not been great so um like and mine got corrupted so it's unusable anyway so we've had to use our backup audio and our backup audio is never good but this is why we have backup audio because we didn't have backup audio um we wouldn't have a podcast and we would have to record the whole thing again and like an hour and 40 minutes again um but i am getting a new mic soon anyway so um our standard quality is going to increase so this is not our standard quality if this is your first time we do have better quality usually but um it's gonna be even better because i'm gonna have a proper mic and it's gonna be very fun uh so i want to apologize again and thank everybody for listening and i'm just gonna let you guys get back to podcast um i'm baby we've, uh, we've, uh, season 3a has ended well technically season 3a hasn't ended because we haven't seen <laughs> the final episode of it but thanks disney i'll get i'll get onto my i'll get onto that later but um we're, we're having a few technical difficulties today we've had just just a few just a few we definitely didn't plan on trying recording like an hour and 40 minutes again. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. We're here now. Um, one quick thing before we go. I know this is mainly going to be out the Unamphibia episode. I saw Tick Tick Boom the other day. Oh my <gasps> god. You you saw Very it in cool. cinema, right? I did. And you were like, like oh, oh I yeah. have to watch it. And I finally did. And it was so good. It was so good. It's so good, yeah. I was very lucky to get to see it in cinemas. I didn't. I thought it was releasing on Netflix on that same day, and mm. I just saw the cinema was showing it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, so I'll go watch it in cinema." And then I found out it had just like released a week earlier in cinemas, which is quite cool. I don't think they aired it round here at all in any cinema. But... It was like a very, very few cinemas. So yeah, but I like... don't. I don't live in like a big area, so. <laughs> but yeah, it was really good. So if you you should watch that, it's on Netflix. It's Indeed. very cool. Um, I think one of the highest rated Letterboxd <laughs> comments is like, "See how good Lin Manuel Miranda can be when he's not in front of a screen." <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know the funny thing about that is like the day before. So that was I don't know if you know like the YouTuber Shave Paralysis. Yeah. So that was him who made that Letterboxd review. And literally was it? Like, yeah, it was like literally a day before he made that review, one of my moots on Twitter posted the exact same thing, saying, oh, look how good TikTok rumors it's because Lin-Manuel Miranda isn't actually in the thing that he made. Well, and he was in it for like a second. It. He was in it for like a second. Yeah, but it, it, like a lot of other people from like Broadway were in it, like I was like, oh my oh, god, no, is that? Yeah. <laughs> so amphibious. <laughs> Yeah. What did you find of this holiday special of Amphibia then? 
I really enjoyed it actually. Um, I was I'm not gonna lie. When they released the little teasers before it, I was slightly worried that it was gonna just be like a very very like jokey like minimal minuscule episode. But I think mm-hmm. what they did was actually like very wholesome and fun, and it hit the emotional beats where it needed to. I think it really I, did. I, I mean. You could tell that it definitely wasn't supposed to be the mid-season finale, but it still worked for yeah. the mid-season finale. Yeah. Ooh, the cliffhanger. We'll get on to that later. Yeah, that was a good way to end it, Um, but I guess we'll get on to that um, when we get on to that. I mean, I like that they changed the intro. I mean, they'd only just yeah. changed the intro, and now they're changing it again. Um, <laughs> the lights, I feel like they had the light overlay, and they also had, like, actual light which yeah. I thought was, what I did think was a bit over the top was Anne's hair. <laughs> Wait, changed. what Anne's hair? When she uses her powers oh, in the show, oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in the intro, uh, it was red and green. Yeah, I saw someone say it's Sasha and Arcee hair. <laughs> I mean, it works, but it works. A, bit, a, bit, a bit over the top. Um, Canon. <laughs> um, the boom tries go out all out for Christmas, and I think it's just very sweet. Like yeah. Anne's mom was just like having a vibe, and it was, it was... <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. That's oh, so, so cool. And the um, uh, the scene where where Anne's mom gets a phone call, and then it's like her and her dad celebrating in the background. Oh my god, that is so it's cute. So good. It was amazing. I love that. I really love like the relationship between Anne and her parents because yeah. it was just so wholesome i think yeah like <laughs> like I damn like, i feel like i've seen too many um parental kid relationships in like shows where it just becomes incredibly angsty and like there's something terribly wrong with it and blah 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 so it's just nice to see a genuinely wholesome one yeah definitely i i really do enjoy that i think matt Brawley's mom what is her name on i think her name's on right on brown i don't know <laughs> i think so i uh, i think i think i've mentioned this earlier in another episode but like for not being a voice actor i love her so much have like yeah she has she puts the energy into it and i think it's just so cute that she's just like oh yeah just helping my son with his show that's on the <laughs> Disney channel <laughs> she does such a good job though she does and I like props to her like Jesus um yeah and then and 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 mom being like you know I don't we don't have to do this I'm just happy you're home I'm like oh yeah because honestly she's been gone for five months I think like they probably didn't think that they were gonna spend Christmas with her but oh yeah exactly Oh, <laughs> rip, rip the other two girls' parents. <laughs> I'm different, says Anne. Um, uh, I think this, like, her determination to do something for her parents, specifically her mum, it, it, it really does show off her growth. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, think back to season one. It's just, like, two completely different characters. And oh, I yeah. I really loved Anne's character arc. I think it's probably one of the best things about the show is 
just Anne kind of growing up. And it's done so subtly and like slowly. But it's yeah. still like if you ever actually take a step back, you'll see all the points where it's like there's significant change here between how it used to be. You don't really notice until you think about it. And it's yeah. it, it's that like it just works. With Andreas, there were like three elves, right? Yeah. Right. One of them I knew straight away is fucking Sam Regal. <laughs> um who which, is if you don't know, um Sam Regal, he's a voice actor, so he, he's done additional voices on Amphibia before. He does a lot of additional voices for other stuff. He's won a freaking Emmy for directing a show, I believe. Oh um but I know him. <laughs> I know him from um Critical Role. He he works on Critical Role and so um I know him as a like a really freaking short woman goblin or B like a literal <laughs> robot. <laughs> so just like me at five AM just hearing Sam Regal as like an elf and he's like trying to struggle to get a fucking massive present up the stairs. <laughs> I was just like dying of laughter because <laughs> I don't know, he has a very distinct voice and I was just like, Sam Regal, oh my god. <laughs> Fair enough. His his sister, um, Eden Regal, she does all of the voice directing for like Amphibia and Ghost of Monogy. Okay. Um but um obviously because he was doing that one voice this episode, he was also doing a lot of other kind of additional voices and I could just yeah. I was just like, that is Sam Regal. I can't <laughs> take this seriously. I'm currently watching like four hours a week of him just being like a literal just like robot that's just like <laughs> vibing around like oh god um and then it got weirder when marcy was just like holding a dice like, like what the fuck what do you mean she's holding a d20 in the episode where i know the guy who like messes with the d20s you know <laughs> and, like it was funny to me. It's not funny to anyone else because nobody else gets the references. But I, well, it's not even a reference. It's just a weird fucking coincidence, and I'm yeah. just like dying over it. And everyone's like, "Are you okay? <laughs> you okay?" Um, but yeah, that is that. That's, that's my tangent of me, me dying over Sam Regal. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. It was funny, I promise. So, Rebecca's song. Yeah. I okay when they say Rebecca Sugar song, I was expecting like um you know like the single emotional moment and then the song comes in and then that's like the thing that makes you want to cry. I was not expecting them to have what they did have. However, I really, 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 really like the song and how it was used in the episode, and I think it was incredibly effective. Um, how they cut it between, like they split it up into three parts. And it's just really like comfort vibes, you know, with the whole uh, montages that they were having alongside it. It was so sweet. I mean, I love Rebecca's work. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed Steven Universe and all the songs on there. Um, I think, like, yeah, I don't really like Christmas songs, but if like they release that, I'm gonna stream that it's going on my playlist um yeah it's a very nice song it, it's really sweet 
and you know it didn't make sense half the time but it worked it's like a demon that's gonna stuff you in a bag and it's just like such a sweet kind of melody. while they're just getting hot chocolate and she's singing about a demon stuffing them in a bag <laughs> in a bucket of fried chicken <laughs> i think that might be a reference to like i think it's japan where it's like common to have to get like kfc on christmas oh, okay oh wow well, i should go to japan <laughs> Everything Christmas sounds great. Exactly. Um, and so just before Rebecca's song as well, or it might have been just after, it was one of them. Um, there was and and theme was incorporated into the episode as well, and I really it was it was just so cool like hearing Anne's theme again, but obviously it was changed a bit. It was a bit more Christmassy and upbeat, and I loved every time a theme is like changed slightly it just i just love tj hill's work mm -hmm. i mean it's always it's always nice to hear Anne's theme again Anne's theme is so good i also really enjoyed like how we kind of visited almost all of the like the human characters who've been kind of a big deal this yeah. season it was it was we good to see them come back in this one and it wasn't it didn't feel like forced or shoved in they just kind of it felt like just having characters exist, you know? And it was so nice to see them again. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Ali, Jess, and Jan, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, seeing Ali and Jess again was good. And, I, and Jan, all three of them, they're like... They're like some of the best, like, side characters ever. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love them so much. They've been in like two episodes. <laughs> They've had like five minutes of screen time and they're so lovable already. And there was a scene um where when um oh god, this is this is this is me proving I don't know which one's Ali and which one No, I do know which one's Ali and which one's Jess. <laughs> Jess I think. I think Jess <laughs> Um Jess, she was like talking to Sprig about like Oh, you have to get like presents for people you like adore and appreciate and love and Ali yeah. is just like blushing and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. It's so sweet. Um oh, I love I love, I love the whole thing of Sprig asking everyone what he needs to do for Christmas and then just like fainting every time. <laughs> <laughs> the plant is not really having like no concept of Christmas. It's 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 it is funny and it's like <laughs> it's very realistic that like oh yeah people yeah. from outside wouldn't know about christmas but like it's it's i think it's it's one of those things where it's like a it's like a a sort of low-hanging fruit joke to do but at the same time they did it in a way which was like actually funny rather than just being like oh they don't know what christmas is it's like oh no they're like dumbfoundedly critical at everything that you mentioned about Christmas because it just comes across as <laughs> so insanely weird to them, which is really funny. I mean, if you think about it, it is really weird. Like, the <laughs> yeah, concept I mean, of is. telling kids that some random-ass old man comes into your house and gives you things, and he then takes yeah. food, is, whoa, that is weird. Oh, I don't know why some people talk to I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, you know. Um... I'm not a big Christmas person, but like honestly, with this and um the Hanukkah and 
Christmas Molly McGee episodes, I was just like, damn, these shows are so amazing. Like, like you're making me like something I don't like. You're making me like the holidays. I don't like the holidays. <laughs> oh, I need to catch up with it. I've been saying this on like every single podcast <laughs> episode, <laughs> but I need to catch up with the Ghost of Molly McGee. It's but really I, good. I it's really good. I've just been oh, seeing like seen. clips and stuff all over Twitter of like every episode when it comes out. I'm like, I need to watch this show. It looks so good, and I just have not had the chance past episode two. So, also like, I have no idea what the weather in California is like, but I don't think it's cold. For I don't think it's snows. <laughs> like, I don't She's... think you can watch it over California. Like, there was even like a joke to it in the episode where there was one like single snowflake and it hit the mailbox and it just set on fire yeah <laughs> this is the thing i really i don't know maybe she's just amphibia climatized now she's wearing like a skirt with no tights on oh, but she's wearing a scarf and a jumper <laughs> fashionable you know anything for the look <laughs> Which, speaking of, her look, it, it did look so amazing. The Christmas design for Anne is so good. I cannot wait to make art for the moon like it comes to. It's like, so, so, so good. I've missed, like, Anne having stuff in her hair. So she just has, like, holly and <laughs> yeah. candy canes, and it works so well. <laughs> That's quite funny, though, the thought of her just being like, I'm going to put candy cane and holly in my hair. Like, she misses Amphibia, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> I mean, technically, canonically, she put the she put the leaves and twig back in her hair several times because there are several times throughout season one where her hair gets clean, and then in the next <laughs> episode, so, so I mean, and like in um the sleepover to end all sleepovers, she sees herself in a mirror for the first time, and she's like, "When did I have leaves in my hair?" <laughs> No, she was she was she was lying. She just didn't wanna she wanted to seem cool in front of Marcy. <laughs> Thing is right, Marcy and Sasha both had like they both changed all the outfits and they like like completely had different looks yeah. and it's still just <laughs> in her school uniform. <laughs> With like one shoe. <laughs> the one shoe. The, they they knew that the one shoe pissed people off and like, they literally <laughs> burnt it in a microwave. I can't with this show. <laughs> it's so funny though. Well, she has two shoes now, but like I'm betting as soon as she goes back to one, like I, as soon as she goes back to one, maybe she's gonna lose her shoe again. Like they're gonna the do this to us. Poor Anne. Um, I think there was this one joke. Um, when the planters were speaking to Jan. And Jan was just like telling them like the history of Christmas. Like we're giving you taking we're taking you back to the pagan era. And there was this like one shot of Sprague. Like it was like a close up and like he blacked out everything's head was just massive. He's like, it's too much information. Oh no, that was that that was fucking hilarious. That was so good. Like it shouldn't be funny, but it is. <laughs> it was it was a bit weird the way they it was like not weird in a bad way. Like their their comedic timing in this episode was like quite fast paced, which meant that you were getting stuff you just did not expect. So you're just having a conversation with Jan, and then just cuts to that shot of Spring with like the massive head with the brain, <laughs> and it's just like what the fuck. Literally, 
like I think I say I say this like every episode at this point, but amphibious comedy is just like something else. It's so good. There was a point I can't remember what it was, but it was near the end of the episode. Well, I just, I died. Like, I was laughing so much at one joke, but I just can't remember what it was. I just know it was oh, hilarious. God. Um, so, Andreas has a bit of gamer. <laughs> More gamer up in Amphibia. <laughs> no other show is doing it like Amphibia, you know. We got uh, Mr. Moonjoy and, and Andreas. I saw someone saying they need to, they, <laughs> on Twitter, I saw someone saying, um, forget prophecy and magic, let the fate of the multiverse be decided by a 1v1 in a private server between Andreas and Mr. Moonjoy. And then, and then I replied saying, don't pick gamer rep against each other, because come on, it's so rare in media these days, and you're going to put them up against each other. <laughs> oh my god. They're, a, they're an, oppressed, an oppressed nation. And it's <laughs> it was you know the you know the scene where he gets mad and then he gets his flaming sword and he just smashes it. I floor. was like, whoa, too far. <laughs> like, is no. the reason he stabbed Marcin the same? He just went to angry and went. Oh, yeah, he lost a foot war, right? Oh. <laughs> He's just a sore loser. He's like, can't be yeah. losing these. He stabs Marcin. <laughs> but I no, think Garcia gets revenge on him. He's like, "You call yourself a king, bro? You're pathetic." <laughs> oh, it's so funny. He's literally just being roasted by a thirteen-year-old girl. Oh yeah, and um, and um, you know the like brains yeah. of like thousands yeah, like... of people. <laughs> no, but that that scene reminded me of I don't know if you remember in like Star Wars: The Force Awakens. That one scene where Kylo Ren just smashes everything in his room because he gets angry. And then, like, the whole internet discourse was like, Kylo Ren is an incel. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, Andreas is an incel. Oh my god, he really is. Um... <laughs> and the way they animated it as well, it wasn't like big sweeps of like the sword, it was just slamming the sword into the floor repeatedly. He was just so angry, he was just like, no, nah, I'm good with this, I'm gonna. Bully the floor because I can't bully the thirteen-year-old because my fucking lord is in it. <laughs> oh, oh god! god. Right, I, I have a question. I hope you know the answer to it. I don't. No, yeah, yeah, I haven't even answered it yet. <laughs> Why do four people sleep in one single bed? <laughs> That's exact. As soon as I saw that thing in that bit of the episode, that's exactly what I was wondering. I was like, "What the fuck?" Why? And they all look. They all look like they had the perfect night's sleep as well. I know. <laughs> Going on. Yeah, I mean, I I get it, but like, <laughs> you know, Anne had her own room in the Hunter's house. They're all just in the same bed now. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Amphibia. <laughs> um, my notes for this episode essentially look like um, a live tweet. <laughs> That's what I was doing. I was watching the episode again. A live tweeting, but into Google Docs. But into Google Docs. Yeah, because usually I rewatch it on the Saturday, but then I didn't. And so, yep. 
I think the first reference of Frobo we've had for a while was literally he was and just used him as a flashlight in the fucking garage and that was it you know like I'm surprised he wasn't sleeping in the bed with Polly like he's finally having some use again he's not even been put on the remote control car yet like (laughs) when is he gonna be rebuilt oh yeah wait that was in the trailer right it was in the poster oh okay Maybe that was supposed to be in the the actual 3A finale. Maybe. That that would make sense, considering they might they were probably just trying to remind us of stuff. Yeah. And then by the time 3A actually finishes when we're back up hiatus, no one's gonna remember and it would have been useless. <laughs> <laughs> we also have another episode of Mr. Bruntoy just like not having a good day. He was struggling so much with that with the photograph. Picture. Yeah. Oh. And then oh, the, like, the picture you got so in the end was very nice. Yeah, it was. I it was. I love this episode. I love Mr. Boonjoy. He he's like a. I love Mr. So cool. And then when they're on the float, when Anne's mom is like speaking to Anne, like this. Yeah. When I first moved here and stuff this if we got here this would be the moment i felt like i finally fit in and then Anne like helping her like yeah. m- like making sure it happens and i was just like i'm right i'm serious oh my, oh my gosh. gosh so like heartfelt and yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just i forgot i wrote this <laughs> what does that mean oh <laughs> Oh, it's an acronym, okay. I was very confused when it says milked. Man, I love Keith David. I think his voice when he was just, like, running after, like, the flow, it was just like, (laughs) God, his voice is so, like, it changes. And, like, it can go from, like, stone cold to I'm having the time of my life, I'm a maniacal bitch. Keith David is amazing. I before Amphibia, the main thing I know him from is Community, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've watched Community, but he has this one very iconic line, where like this whole group of people go to this wedding incredibly drunk, and the wedding is between two people who right during the ceremony find out that they're actually cousins, and then no. Keith David's iconic line is that he just stands up, incredibly drunk, while in everyone else is dead silent and shocked and says. Now that's a man who knows how to marry his cousin. (laughs) That's that's what I know Keith David's voice from. Oh my god. See, I know him from Saints Row and um, The Princess and the Frog. Oh yeah. Um, Oh, there's a story that I didn't tell once. Oh my gosh. So, um, I was in one of my media classes. I think we were doing like image editing. So I was just like, it was around Halloween time. So we had like quote unquote Halloween music on. And eventually we got just got to a point of just Disney villains. So I'm like, what time was it? It was like maybe like 10 o'clock in the morning, zoned out because I'm tired, um, trying to just like edit some photos. 
and I just hear cute David and I'm like oh my god <laughs> because all I all I know of Keith David recently well I, like I know who Keith David is but recently his voice is just Andreas and so I'm like oh my god why the fuck is Andreas singing oh yeah it's from Sisters Rock it's a big shock to the system because I was in one of my like I was just completely zoned out like on autopilot mode just yeah. editing photos and I just like had I was like oh, Keith David what the fuck <laughs> Oh, he has such he's so good at voice acting. I think he was also the Flame King in Adventure Time. I haven't Adventure Time yet. <laughs> Gosh, it's like a sin. I know. Um, it was on like Netflix when I first got Netflix, but they only had season two. And then I only saw season two, and then I saw season three because they edited it. But then I've also seen some of season four somehow. So, because of what Netflix did, I'm, like, in a mess of just, I don't know how much I've seen, so I went back and started oh, yeah. it, but then I went and started watching from season one, because I thought season, I thought I'd seen season one, but it turns out it was season two, I scrolled all the way through my Netflix history to find it, and it was season two, and I was like, <laughs> wow, thank you, Netflix. Um, so, yeah, I've... And then I've completely forgotten where I got to up to in season one, so I've seen a bit. It is a very big show, to be fair. You have to invest a lot to like get through it all. How many seasons? Ten. Ten, but then they're all like different lengths. Well, it's 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 hard when you have like ten seasons, and I've seen about like some of four. Two and a half. Don't know which ones they are. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, I, yeah, I don't Netflix, know what to Netflix do. kind of used to just drop random episodes and be like, yo, we have adventure time. They've, <laughs> they've, that, done, that they've done that with Steven Universe. Oh, yeah, they're still doing it, aren't they? Like, at the moment. Yeah, all of season four is on UK Netflix. And then yeah, all of season else. five, but four episodes? <laughs> what the See, fuck? That's why I saw it on Netflix and I was like, oh, maybe I should finally watch Steven Universe. And I just saw season four and I was like, I'm not. I'm not doing this on Netflix. There's no way. Yeah, and then when you're trying to um, Jack Sparrow, um, eleven minute episodes. <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to do that with eleven minute episodes, you have to re. You have to like go and purposely like refresh them, like restart them, get rid of the ads every single eleven minutes. It's so hard. Or you find a good a good website. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, you still have to like p- press play every eleven minutes. Does it have also play? Because um, <laughs> see, I feel like someone's gonna turn around and be like, "Why don't you just get HBO Max? It's not available in this country. It's available yeah. in Europe, but not available here." And guess what? Do they have plans to get it here? No. <laughs> no. To be fair, though, HBO Max is a bit of a mess. They just sometimes remove stuff that they actually own from their own streaming service for literally no reason. So no, there I is a reason behind it. I know the reason. They they do it oh. so they can so they can have it like a time limit. Oh yeah, so like Birds of Prey is leaving in like three weeks. You have to watch it in three weeks, but then three weeks after they've removed it, they'll put it back on again. Oh, so they get more views in that time and then It's they- a shit oh, tactic gosh. though, because if you're in the oh. middle 
of that period where it's taken it off. It's like they remove and put on like Tom, Tom and Jerry like 12 million times. <laughs> Nobody's watching Tom and Jerry. Like, Do you no remember when, when Tom and Jerry came out a week before the Suicide Squad and HBO Max switched around the, the Suicide Squad. It was it was the Snyder Cut. Oh, was it the, oh yeah, it was the Snyder Cut, sorry, not the Suicide Squad. Um, and then <laughs> people who just People just going out to watch Tom and Jerry and find the side cut, and and because Tom and Jerry was only an hour and a half, but the side cuts like four hours. If you want to watch past it, you can't like fast forward, pause, play anything. You just have to watch it. So there were these people who were literally just sitting there, like I can't do anything else. I have to watch this other two and a half hours of this movie before they take it down. Yeah, that's how it got leaked, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just online. Max is a mess. It really is. I mean, I complain about like we have no legal way to, you know, support Infinity Train because yeah. it's not on our Amazon. It's on American Amazon where you can buy it. It's not on ours. We don't have it on DVD because we have a different region to it, and they just haven't yeah. made our regions. You can't buy it on like iTunes because it's not on there. We don't on HBO Max. It's not on any other streaming service. There's like there's literally I, I no way. I don't think they showed it on Cartoon Network either. They only showed the first few books. I think I know. I remember book one being on Cartoon Network at some point, um, but I can't imagine UK Cartoon Network airing book three. I can't imagine it airing book two. They UK Cartoon Network is like a lot. Actually, no, that's true. <laughs> there is no. They'd probably just cut out entire episodes. Yeah, you get you like have... the map episode, and that's it. <laughs> the map. Yeah, like the frog, the toad episode, oh, the amphibian episode. <laughs> I love Infinity Train <laughs> so much. Infinity Train's such a good show, and it really is. I just oh. anyway, I could rant about Infinity Train like all day. <laughs> oh, the same. It's an incredible show. Well, we have no idea how long hiatus is going to be because we don't know if Disney just wants to get rid of Amphibia <laughs> or not. I mean, with the Owl House. Hiatuses are generally going to be really fucking short from now on because they want rid of it. They just want it gone. It is true. Hmm. But then the other thing is the amphibia, the, the hiatus between season two and three was much shorter than I was expecting. Yeah, it was so short. I was. Like, it was. What do you mean? I was expecting like March time to for it to end yeah. and it's finished. We finally got Arsonist Polly. Like. Polly has been like everyone just makes the jokes like oh my god Arsonist Polly she was like yes I finally get to light fire to the tree <laughs> I love Incredible. Polly so much um, I wish I could light fire to a Christmas tree and stab Santa with it <laughs> I mean I don't know if they purposefully like they keep stabbing people through the chest <laughs> with I'm just flaming like, sharp items like you stab the robot through the chest right okay now you stab the Santa robot through the chest, like because they stabbed the cloak box. Now you stab the the Santa robot through the chest, you know, with um like fire. And I'm just like, well, does this Andrew's... mean that Amphibia is going to end with Marcy stabbing Andreas through the chest as payback? Do it. Um, Andreas stabbed Marcy through the back. And every time Anne and, like, that kind of group stab people, they stab them from the front. And I'm like, is this, like, am I looking too deep into this? Like, hmm? 
you never know with amphibia honestly sometimes it feels like you're looking too deep into it and then in the next episode they confirm that you were correct all along and you're like what the fuck like some people were being like damn Sasha's parents are probably divorced and then we have two <laughs> letters <laughs> I, oh I, gosh. I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna speak about that in a minute but like <sighs> we said that but yeah and then so <laughs> when we got the final scene with andreas we there's a big army something bad is happening something bad is coming for <laughs> us guys i think someone counted <coughs> there was 16 rows no there were six rows of like six by 16 or something there was a there was a lot someone did the maths to find out how many robots there were more than one Um, (laughs) at least a few you know at least at least three (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm i'm worried what's to come like Mm -hmm. oh no this isn't gonna be good um and then obviously, then we had Darcy just like roasting Andreas. And then again with the dice, people are like looking into the dice. Like, what does it? They've been like researching like the proper name for a D20, like the shape of it and like what it means. I'm like, guys, it's a D20. She's used it before. She, she used it when she was DMing games, guys. It's, it's a D20. Because they're calling it like an ISA. What is the shape of a D20? Everyone's been saying it. Ridiculous word. First of all, just call it a fucking D20. Like, it's got got 20 sides. True. Much simpler name. And they've been looking into, like, the, like, meaning. What does the ice certificate mean? I'm like... (laughs) It's a D twenty. It's a dice. Yeah. She no, used it's so funny. I feel like Amphibia fans and Our House fans both do this thing where they'll see something in the episode and they'll just be like, they'll just search up what is the meaning of blank, like whatever random thing they've seen, whether it's a number, an object, an animal, <laughs> whatever. And literally, the first result that comes up, they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, guys, it's foreshadowing them." The thing is, the Infinity Train fans did that with numbers, and then the crew literally admitted that, guys, we don't, we just choose random numbers. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, you can find any meaning in anything if you search it on Google. <laughs> but True. It just doesn't necessarily mean anything. What? Sorry, I just had a notification. Robbie Damon, do not tell me you are leaving. Cred- no, two more weeks of chaos. The peeps. No, fuck you. Sorry. What's Robbie, Robbie Damon doing? Robbie Damon, um, he's in Critical Role at the moment. Okay. Um, as Dorian Storm, oh my god. Um, he was in EXU, which is like the spin-off, but now he's in Campaign 3. And oh my god, I love Dorian Storm, I love Robbie Damon. Um, sorry, I think he just kind of hinted that he has two weeks left, because he's only a guest star. Oh, okay. Right, I don't want to leave Dorian. Um, but yeah, that... I'm saying words that don't make any sense. Anyway, um, that's why, because, like, Ashley Johnson does it as well. So when EXU was airing, um, there was, I was like, oh my god, I feel like I'm having, like, just, like, flashbacks. Like, whoa. <laughs> but they're playing two completely oh, different yeah, he characters. Was, 
I always forget that he was um he was Jesse. Who I know you from know like about? so many other stuff. He was just like Spider-Man I... at one point. He's done like a bunch of background voice roles. He just sounds kissing I like his voice. Which maybe is a weird thing to say, but I feel like for a voice actor should be an acceptable thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely understand what you mean by that. I like his voice. Oh yeah, he was he was the twenty seventeen animated one was yeah. he yeah jesus he was, he was the best spider-man but he was spider-man <laughs> yeah um i i really like ruby damon he's such a great yeah cool lad i think he's in halo as well voicing he was like, in okko what the fuck wait really i mean i haven't watched enough okk he was he was raymond which one <gasps> like ruby and damon no, he wasn't. You get Raymond. I didn't know he was Raymond. Oh, <laughs> I love Okay so much. So this has just turned into me. Me. <laughs> no, it's it's completely valid for Robbie Damon. Anyway, um, back up. Sorry, I feel like I'm. <laughs> thing, but yeah, um, it's the D twenty guys. Just calm down. They're like, oh my god, the D the twenty is facing up. And, like, that means it's, like, critical success. I'm like, first of all, the 20 is facing the side. What's facing up is, like, literally, like, a four. <laughs> Calm down. Um, I'll see survival rate. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, I was making, because of the dice, I was making, like, some jokes, and no one was getting them. I was like, that's fair, that's fair. But, then, like, I said, if Darcy rolls a natural one, she... The core has to like eject itself from Marcy. Like that's like, <laughs> come on. She rolls a natural twenty. She can stay there for life, you know. Like, please don't. Please don't roll the twenty. Please, please don't. They do the gimmick where like it's about to roll the twenty, and then someone like slams the table, and it should <laughs> roll over to a different number. Yeah. Um. So I think at the end of the near the end of the episode where they were in the car. They kind of just laughed it off. I'm just like, oh god, Ooh, this is going to be the last kind of like <laughs> funny kind of moments we're getting for a while. I think. Funny frog show over. No. Funny pain. frog show is over. That, that is very true. Like, I don't see a lot of season three mm -hmm. B being happy, fun, fun time. I feel like that's why they went so hard on just having episodic fun at like random adventure stuff in 3a because i think 3b is going to be a lot more like Aww. 2b but probably more hard hitting yeah because i feel like a lot of people look back on 2b in retrospect feeling like it was very plot driven when in reality it, really wasn't. it wasn't there's like three or four episodes and everyone just remembers those the most mm. definitely but yeah, definitely the, the calm before the storm. Yeah. Brig, Brig racked his brain all episode and wants to get on for Christmas. And then what, what have so he got? Oh. It kind of links to, um, like, literally one of the very first things he says to Anne, which is, you're a hero. Yeah. And then he's yeah, like, you're my day. hero. <laughs> it was so sweet. I love him. You know, I think season three, he, A, he's definitely become, I've definitely grown to like him more than I did. Because yeah. I think I didn't, like, appreciate Sprig as a character before. Like, 
an idiot. Like, how dare I? He's, like, he's just a little fella. He's just a little a fella. Little and now I, I really, I just really enjoy, like, like, being there and, yeah. yeah. Like, we have the end of Rebecca's song. So, but she doesn't, she stopped singing, but they, um, their music is still playing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh no, why is it still playing? Why didn't you cut off? Why did the episode end? <laughs> Like and then, on the table. and then the scene with the letters. Mm. Yep, <laughs> there were indeed letters. <laughs> you know what, though? Okay, I was talking. I was talking to a friend about this as well. Why did she sign it off as a friend? <laughs> it's so stupid. Because okay, if I were if I were their parents, and someone wrote your your daughters who you have been missing for months are trapped in a trapped in a, another dimension and the source is like trust me bro i would just think someone is trying to pull an incredibly mean prank on me that would be horrible oh my gosh yeah like i mean it kind of did solve some of the things people were bringing up the entire season because like the entire half season because some people were like why isn't she mentioning Marty? why isn't she mentioning and I'm like, guys, yeah. like, let her get to it. And then yeah. we see all these like crumpled, crumpled up papers. Up. She's obviously been trying for a while. Yeah. To say I mean, it's obviously not easy. It's obviously not easy thing to say. Like, your daughters are gone, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I I don't get how she wrote. <laughs> your daughter is alive. And sent <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, how do you know? Last thing you saw her, she was lying like on the floor, like lifeless. Nah, she good, bro. Maybe that was the one to one of Sasha's parents, and maybe, maybe they're not the same. Your daughter is possibly alive. <laughs> your daughter is question mark? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, a friend. Would you... a friend. I'm glad that they still consider themselves friends. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, I mean, they've been through a lot. But, like, yeah. I'm glad that they're not going to a point of, like, you're not my friend. <laughs> yeah. Because, whoa, that would be a whole new route to go down. Um, There's just some bumps in the road, you know? <laughs> Indeed. But I think one of the most hilarious things that have come out of this episode is the two reactions to Marty, uh, to Sasha's parents <laughs> possibly being divorced. Because some people are like, oh no, that's so sad. Oh my gosh, Sasha's parents are divorced. It explains everything. And then another half of people is like, ha, oh my god. So <laughs> um, I don't see why people make it like, oh, that's so sad. I'm like, guys, it's not a big deal. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, it happens what, sometimes, you know? It's not like... It's not always the end of the world. Yeah, but I think it could possibly be, like, some of the reasons... Like, it's not obvi- it's obviously not an excuse for Sasha's act- actions, but, like, say if one of her parents, like, spoke to her the way she speaks to her friends, then it would start to make sense. Yeah. You know? It's like the thing people are saying about, like, her... Possibly searching for stability if she didn't have that, um, in whichever way, like however they dealt with it with her, 
Mm. Then it would make sense why she was trying to be controlling in certain aspects because it's like it was something that she couldn't control and she might like whatever, you know? Mm. I definitely see. But yeah, some people are acting like it's the end of the world. Like, oh no, Tasha's parents like, get over it. <laughs> it was very funny seeing like tweets back to back where someone's like, oh my gosh, her parents are divorced. And the next one is like, ha, L. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't even think I clocked in my brain. I was like, why does it? Why do? Why does Tasha's parents have two separate ones? And then someone tweeted it. I was like, "Oh, that's fucking hilarious." I saw I saw tweets about it before I watched the episode. So oh, yeah. saw, the tweet I saw <laughs> was "divorce leads children to the worst places" <laughs> with with um with a picture of her in the prisons of Toad Tower. <laughs> so that was that was my I've... first uh, impression of a froggy little Christmas. I've seen that episode go round and round. Not that episode. I've seen that meme go round and round. Yeah. And it's been so many <laughs> memes. Like, some people were, like, comparing it to, like, Infinity Train with yeah. Tulip. I'm like, you, you can't compare two characters just because they have divorced parents. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? And they're clearly very different characters. I... I know. And then some people were taking it as a moment to criticize the divorce like stuff in Infinity Train. I was like, how did we get here? <laughs> like they were like, oh yeah, in Infinity Train they make divorce seem like a horrible thing. I'm like, no, it's the mind of a child. Think like <laughs> that's the entire point of season one. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're exactly. They've completely <laughs> missed the entire point of the show, but <laughs> Yeah. And then we had we had the um the special end credits like we 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 the special end credits we get when oh, yeah. we have a twenty two minute episode. I yeah, think yeah. I think oh, nice. was, was there one for the for the first temple and Marcy at the Gates? I think there was one. There was one. There was one for Marcy at the Gates, if I remember correctly. Huh. Um, and then there was there one was, for True Colors. There was one for True Colors, and there was one for Reunion. Was there? I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I just I remember the True Colors one very well because it had because, Marty in it. <laughs> yeah, because it's like the moment after the episode ends, and like the first thing that pops up is is the drawing version of Marcy and Anne meeting in Marcy at the Gate. Then you're just like, I feel so much pain right now. I think it's it's very sweet. I'm glad we got to see. And give that because all for all of all she's been home. I'm like, when is she gonna give her mum that stupid yeah. part of her? Well, it's not stupid. It's very sweet. And she's tearing up, and I'm just, yeah. Oh. That's such and a. Then, oh, I love that. That's such a nice piece of art. Who gave Polly a Nerf gun? <laughs> it's exactly what she needs. It is exactly what she needs, and she's just like sat on Mr. Boonjoy's head. <laughs> what does Hot Pop get? What is that? Is it a it's book? probably like how to Shakespeare. What if it says how to act? <laughs> how to act? Oh, it, it does look like how to actually. How to something, and then Sprig has arachnid man, whatever his name was, scorpion <laughs> man toy. Oh. Yeah. And then we have. Oh, I love I love Mr. Boon Toy's little jumper. That's very cool. 
It is easy. He wore the orb, so it was amazing. Um, oh, and Frobo. He's Frobo here. and Domino. <laughs> Aww. It's cute. It's sweet. I can't believe I literally watched this, but I just didn't process anything in it. <laughs> uh. Yeah, well, yeah, that that's that episode. I mean, we have a lot. They have a lot to come, considering Thank that you. is half of the season. Um, I remember saying something on Twitter. I got my voice notes out, and I was like, I'm sick of people. <laughs> sick of people. I think you responded to it. Mm. Um, I was essentially just saying how, like, people are expecting amphibia. People are, like, criticizing amphibia, and that's fine, because people are out of criticisms, but a lot of the time it's in reference to how it's not kind of being the best story for them, but, like, it's not designed to be the best story for you. Never, yeah. It's never supposed to be that. You're trying to make amphibia something it's not. And yeah. it all just points to we don't have enough story-based cartoons for above 12 yeah exactly like guys if you you have to realize like amphibia is meant for people for kids well amphibia is essentially meant for parents to stick their kids in front of the tv to get them to shut up um (laughs) that's what disney sees amphibia and that's what disney wants amphibia to be obviously matt brawley and everybody who works on the show have made it something completely more than that and i very much appreciate them for that because i love this show to death and i love it so much but at the end of the day what disney is pushing this show to be is the 6 to 11 episodic 11 minute fun frog show literally and um like the plot and uh, the plot is it plot versus story plot, uh, the plot and the narrative um story versus plot like one is like internal and one is external and the external story is it story or is it plot God, it's one of them there's a difference between the two i should know but i don't um um fair enough and like that is what most of the young audience and that it will always be Anne and the planter and Anne's story and like 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 the internal story is obviously the three girls but Disney like Disney will always be give us the funny Uh, stuff yeah absolutely and that's why some people have been complaining about like the lack of Sasha and Marcy and the amount of like episodic, like proper episodic episodes. I'm like, guys, I think they're, they're doing this. So next, like next half of the yeah. season, we can just go. We can just have our little yeah, block absolutely. of lore, chaos, crazy, and story. Yeah, because um, I feel I feel like with her writing the letters, depending on how her, their parents deal with that, that's going to be what kicks the human world side of stuff. Um, into like being episodic and driven rather than a random adventure of the week sort of stuff because then it's like they have all these people who have a goal that they want to get to and they're all working towards it at that point so I genuinely feel like season 3b is going to be a lot more we're going for it now yeah 
I hope we get like at least one 20 minute episode that isn't the finale. I think we will. Because I know during how many they did into the. Yeah, but like they had. Uh, <laughs> they had the first temple and true color. Yeah. But that was too in like. Like Sorry. from the first temple, that is like. That was kind of the start of like the plot driven mm-hmm. yeah. part of TV. Yeah. I think like, some people forget that we had like Return to Wartwood and all those episodes in season two be like some people see season two be like starting. Like that's all they remember. Yeah. The Which is the thing. I think people only remember everything that happened after after the rain. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I forgot about Gosh, that. remember after the rain. <laughs> after the rain was when that aired was the time when I was catching up with that theory. So I always always remember that. But I remember everyone was incredibly like, "This is going to be a big episode. It's going to change everything." <laughs> and then it was like, eh, eh. "Fair enough." Fair enough. But that was when we did have the first temple after it. After it, so yeah, yeah. So I'm going to ask you like a another question now. I hope you're prepared. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um. What do you want out of Amphibia? Oh, to be happy. <laughs> it's like I just asked oh, you the I meaning of life. Um, what do I want out of Amphibia? I think um, I would like them to just have emotional payoff. Because I feel like this show is very, very good at doing emotional payoff when it gets around to doing it. And I think They've kind of got all this stuff perfectly aligned to just let it all go now into like emotional payoff for the rest of the season uh, if they do it right and they execute it well, which is you know partly up to them but also partly up to what Disney lets them do. Um, but I would I would love to just have that emotional payoff that it deserves. I would love to have them deal with the trio's friendship and how it's going to go forward from there by the end of the season properly um, in a way that isn't just adventure's over, we're going back to Earth now, but like actually about their friendship and the dynamic that they have and how that's going to change because the whole point of the show is that their dynamic had to change. Um, and yeah, I think aside from that, I'm pretty much up for whatever they do because I trust the show quite a bit. Um, and I'll be critical of stuff when they do stuff badly, but at the same time, I do trust them to take it in the right direction that it needs to tell the story that they want to tell. Yeah, I mean, same. Like, I definitely also have a lot of trust in a show, and that's why <laughs> every week I'm saying, guys, please <laughs> stop complaining yeah. about this show not having the story right. I'm like, guys, Twitter people are a bit too reactionary. Like, yeah, like, Sasha and Marcy have always been side characters in the show. Yeah, people forget that. <laughs> like, they've had, like, two episodes a season, except for Marcy. Marcy was in quite a lot of season two, but then Matt has said, Sasha is going to be in a lot of season 3B. Like, yeah, and then it's going to be a lot of grime and Sasha. The thing is, they kind of had to do that with Marcy because then they, they fucking stabbed her. <laughs> they had to get people to like her. They really did. And they, it worked yeah. so well because nobody hates Marcy. Well, 
I do see some people saying that Marcy deserved what she got, and Marcy was backstabbing betrayal. <laughs> like the whole like turning up to it, there was like a Marcy betrayal. Haha, Marcy's gonna betray everyone. I'm like, guys, man, we got to it, and people still called it the Marcy betrayal. I'm like, can you not see it's it? Not it's clearly the Andreas betrayal. Yeah. And it, I wouldn't say it's a betrayal. It's more like um, it's wrong. I wouldn't. I'm not trying to justify. It. I'm just saying I don't think betrayals by any means is the right word for what she did, because it was to her, um, like a blindsided action. If she wasn't trying to do stuff for their negative, for like their negative outcome, it was more that she just wasn't considering them as much as she should have been. Mm. Which and isn't she... really a betrayal. It's just acting impulsively and irrationally. And, like, when she has to face her fear in um, Oliver and Nina, like, but one of the first things she says was, like, I'm sorry, I know it was stupid, it was dumb. And I'm like, oh, yeah. gosh, Marcy. Like, she's definitely taking it too much. Like, yeah. She's putting a lot of it on herself. And I know, yeah, she did do it, but she is also, like, a 13 year old who makes mistakes. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like else. people say that like Sasha's completely evil. I'm like, <laughs> what? are we watching the same show? Like, at the end of the day, all three of them care for each other a lot, um, regardless of however their actions may sometimes harm each other. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's what like friendships that you're trying to work out are, aren't they? You care mm-hmm. about people. Sometimes you hurt them because you're young and stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I take a lot of, like, amphibious, like, friendship stuff to heart. Because, like, I've had quite a fair few of my friendships, especially, like, trios. And, like, especially when they don't end the greatest. Like, you kind of just want to be, like, hmm. I'm trying to think of what to say. (laughs) Like, it's nice to see, like, Usually, you like you kind of have like female friendships, especially in kids' TV that are just like perfect all the time, and yeah. nothing ever goes wrong. And if they're fighting, they're fighting about like I don't know, like boys or something. But like, yeah, amphibia, it its friendship is so complex, and all the characters, like the human, like Sasha and Amasi, they're both all so complex, and yeah, like seeing. Like, you know, guys, it's not working out too great currently. Um, you know, I've been in that situation myself. Of, oh, this, this friendship isn't working out too great. I just, I want them, I don't want them to end not friends, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, because I think it's better for them to work through their issues, which isn't always what happens in real life. But at the same time, it's the better way to end. I mean, I think personally, I don't know what they'll end up doing. They've been uh, through such a big experience together that no one else is yeah. going to understand. They're I gonna think, have to be there for each other at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I first when I was first watching the show and I was getting through like season one, or like season two a, I was very much in the mindset of the show has to end with them going their separate ways but still being amicable but that's what i now do. now when now that we're where we are now i don't think that's what should happen i think they should definitely still be friends in whatever way shape or form 
that takes. I, I think it because it's like it's like you said, their their friendship is messy, not because of like some random situation that's been shoved in. It's messy because they're like human beings with flaws. And that's what makes it interesting, but it's also what makes it something that they should work through rather than just give up on, especially after all of this, you know, traveling to a frog world. Because, mm. I mean, I feel like if they give up on it, the problem isn't solved. You yeah. Know, they're still going to have that, like, slight grudge against each other because they yeah. haven't worked through their issues. They're not, like... They haven't properly forgiven each other and like but all of them are both at, like they're all going at the point oh we need to make up because Anne in episode one was just like oh yeah I need to reconcile with my friends and I need to fix the friendship so that yeah. is Anne saying oh yeah I need to fix the friendship and then you have um Sasha Marcy okay. who uh, yeah let's go with Sasha and turning point where she's like, she doesn't so much do with Marcy. She didn't really do much for Marcy. Yeah. Um, but with what she did with Anne, she was like, shit, I have to make this right. Yeah. And she has set that's in her mind. And when Sasha gets something in her mind, it's going to fucking happen. <laughs> yeah. We know this. Um, even if deep down she doesn't want to do it, like, like, uh, like deep down, Anne, uh, she doesn't want to reconcile with Anne deep down she didn't want to overthrow Andreas and invade Newtopia mm -hmm. but she still did it because it's what she had her mind set on um, and then uh, Marcy like, as like Marcy has like three seconds ago Marcy was like trying to get her friends to safety because she put them in danger and then she like literally died and then she sees like one of her biggest fears come to life and it's her friends not wanting to be friends with her and she's like trying yeah. she's like guys i'm sorry i know i was stupid i'm sorry and like even with 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 all that if they're not friends by the end of it i think that would probably be the breaking point of the show like this show is so good i think i would probably be down with anything but if they're not friends that is when i'm just going to be like huh wow yeah because it kind of undoes everything that they work that they've been working towards, especially since True Colors. If they don't end anywhere, yeah. Because I mean, I've been like one of my last shows that was like kind of like a big interest of mine was unfortunately Agents of Shield. Bringing <laughs> <laughs> um, bring back to my Agents of Shield era, Jesus. Um, so they were like a massive family, but they ended and they weren't together as a team. They weren't speaking every day. They weren't a family anymore. They weren't even a team. They would just, they would meet up once a year. I'm like, wow, really? It was not a good payoff at all. Like seven seasons for that. Yeah. Like they had people die. They had people go in like different freaking dimensions and stay there. So they could get back home and they're not even together? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Probably not. But I haven't. You haven't done. Don't? Okay. <laughs> season, four, season four and five are probably the best season. Season six is shit as fuck. 
um, season seven was like, God, can you just end? <laughs> end the um, suffering now. End the suffering. Um, I mean, I feel like every show I've like had an interest in has had some sort of massive issue with like me. Me, because I mean, Amphibia has had such a big issue with like that, and like it just reminded me of back when last August when Agents of Shield was ending. It was like three days to the finale, and they released like fifty-two like press pics of spoiled the entire. <laughs> oh, that's entire... terrible! No. So they spoil so much. They they spoil everything for the final episode, and I was just like. Two stand to speak, crying. In like, I was, I was like, what? Hello? Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know what else. What What do you want apart from what we've already mentioned so far for the for season three B? I want us to know more about Sasha and Marcy. Like we know who they are now, and we know who they were, like at the start of the story. But who are they? back home who were they like previously like Sasha as a kid she was so like tough to protect people yeah and like what changed like does she feel like she's still protecting people by manipulating them to stay like what is in your mind girl I need to know and I think with Marcy, I need to know if her parents moved or not. <laughs> Everyone keeps saying that. I, I well, I, the stamp was a different color. First of all, yeah, the stamp was a different color. I don't know how American stamps work, but I don't know how any stamps work. So, um, yeah, I mean, not. What, what do I want, Ellen Amphibia? I just want. A cool show that doesn't end terribly. Is that too much to ask for? Yeah. Want for what to invest time into a show that has a good ending. Yeah. Like. Hmm. Like, I've not been a fan of many shows as they run, really. Like, I miss quite yeah. a lot of them. Um, Same. And if they did, if I did watch them as they run, they got cancelled so I never got that ending and I feel like I really just need like a proper closure for a show for the first time in a very long time because I mean the only thing I can think of currently is fucking DuckTales and I didn't even watch DuckTales as they were airing so that doesn't actually no I did kind of actually I did oh okay I forgot about DuckTales I was going to say that otherwise, the only show that I've watched from like beginning to end and invested all my time in was Tales of Arcadia. <laughs> I've been meaning uh, to I, watch that, but I'm lazy. I, okay. <laughs> um, the, the thing is, right, Tales of Arcadia, pretty, pretty cool concept, right? You have three different shows that all set in the same universe, and then you have the movie which ties it all together. And the movie was like this grand finale, big moment. Wasn't it shit? It was so bad. And I was like, I've invested like how many years of my life? Like five or six years of my life into caring about this show to follow it from beginning to ending. And the first show where I managed to make it to the end without it getting cancelled 
And this is the ending I get for that. They end it with the most stupid plot twist ever. And it's not even... Okay, having a stupid plot twist is one thing. Having a stupid plot twist that's copying the same plot point that happened in an episode in season one of the first show where where they prove that this thing is the bad thing to happen and it shouldn't happen, but the character still makes that decision at the end is just like frustrating on so many levels. Yeah. Hopefully Amphibia won't be that. <laughs> Hopefully we get a good uh, ending for Amphibia. I, mean, I really think we will, because Amphibia knows how to do season finales. Like, Reunion, True Colors, Jesus, they are the top of some of the best, like, episodes yeah. like, TV Gosh. in my own mind. Like, mm-hmm. like, on my list of good TV episodes, they are very high. I think people people also genuinely forget how incredible Reunion is as an episode, because you know you think of season finales, you think of True Colors, but Reunion's an amazing episode, and not just for the ending, like the entire episode and the way it builds up to the confrontation of the tension between Anne and Sasha is so, mm-hmm. so good. It's vast. They were really they're really good for 22 minute episodes. I think they always they always know how to do those well. Yeah. That they they make me think. What if we had an entire show that was like episodes <laughs> like these? Like yeah. we had an entire show that was episodes like these. Come on, animation industry. Come on, you're missing. <laughs> you're, you're missing. You have nothing for an entire demographic. What the fuck are you doing? So um, true. But yeah. Um. So I think is that everything? Yeah. We we've made one episode go really long, Jesus. Yeah. Like, for one episode of a show. I was like, worried this is gonna be way too short. Yeah, well, so, um, JWCC next week, Jurassic World Confrontations next week, let's go! <laughs> I am so excited, um, my profile pic is currently Yas- Yasmina, love her to pieces, um, you will, if you want to follow me, you can, you can, and you can hear me cry, well, not hear me cry, you can see me have a breakdown, I'll probably live tweet it, because, yeah, but I'm gonna have to mute everything because I'm not gonna be able to watch it on Friday. I'm gonna have to watch it on Friday. Um, oh. I'm very busy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 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 that is everything. Episode four of the Forgotten Fans. Um, our upload schedule we've seen it be a little bit shaky because we uploaded one early so we could do this one, but um. But it's gonna be it's gonna get a little bit weird from here out because we're planning on doing some more when we have a bunch of time off. But we might we might not, we might who knows? Um that's why you should follow us on Twitter. Um <laughs> at Fans so Forgotten because we will we, we will announce there um when we're posting a new episode or when we've posted a new episode. Um so yeah, so turn post notifications on if you want to because we only really post about not if you want to, you have to do it. <laughs> you have legally to. you have to turn post notifications um, on. So yeah, go to like Anchor FM slash Forgotten Fans or um and you can see all the links for Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. We're only on three because does anyone use any other podcast platform? But you can also, if you don't have any accounts on there, you can also just straight up listen on the Anchor website. So that's very fun. Um, thank you for listening. We did the entire of half a season. Like we did the entire hiatus to hiatus, guys. Like that is, that is such a big thing. I wasn't expecting to do that, and I'm very <laughs> glad to have just yeah. even like one or two people at some point just kind of listen like i'm glad that anyone's listening um, yeah like i get messages from some people 
when episodes dropping. I'm like, yeah, hey, listen to the podcast. I'm like, oh, God. You it's listen? So sweet. People listen to us talk about cartoons? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, that's we will hopefully do all of season 3B whenever it comes out. And we when- are, but we'll probably do the Our House, right? When it comes out. Yeah. I'm, um, yeah, I would like to, so. But until then, we're going to be talking about some very cool things of, you know, mm-hmm. past things. Like, we really want to talk about, what, Gretchen Balls and Arcane? Yeah. We really, yeah. We, we, yeah. So excited. Uh, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot to come. We have so, stuff. We do. Um, we also have something planned for the end of the year, right? Oh, yeah. Right, it's gonna be so fun. Um, I really want to go all out on that. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to see where that goes. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us through. Yeah, thank you for listening to just us speaking about cartoons, not learning anything. Um, yeah, and we will see you all next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.